Hi, Erica, Dr. Nicole. Hi, guys. Uh, my question is, uh, what are your thoughts on Anne-Marie calling you a clout chaser after your comments about Sutton's esophagus? So I received countless messages, tweets uh, about this, which was really the only reason I chose to respond. But I think to to chase clout implies that you're you're going after a bigger fish, and Anne-Marie is in no way a bigger fish, not professionally, not medically, not educationally. So I don't think I was chasing any clout. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. Happy New Year. Now, we have done a show since New Year, right? Did we? We just took two weeks off. Oh, yeah, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a lose. Well, I'm drinking rosé. That's my excuse apart from... Hell yeah. Oh, it's not my excuse. I'm just absent-minded. Well, no, we've had had a week off. We've had a week off. it's technically been two weeks. So where the fuck did you go? What happened? Nathan went away, people. I never go anywhere. I'm a loser. Well, so you know how I did a Disney cruise over New Year? I know. How fabulous. Well, I did another one. (laughs) Okay, so you are officially a Disney gay. I must be. You are. This one was just a two-day out of Sydney. It was like Friday to Sunday. So does one, like, get hammered on a Disney cruise? Can we do that? Not really. I mean, you can. There's drinks and stuff. There were a few hammered people. But there's Um, there's children everywhere, isn't there? There's children everywhere. There's an adults-only pool and an adults-only bar. Yeah, I don't know. On a boat in the ocean with children? Yeah, not for you. (laughs) Look, if I was going with a family with kids, then mm-hmm. I would, I'd be all about hanging out with kids. I actually enjoy hanging out with kids. I mean, I don't know what my issue is. When I go to someone's house and they've got like kids, I'll go hang out with the kids. They're way more fun. But yeah. when I'm adulting, I'm not good at keeping my swears to myself when I'm with my girls and there's beverages. Like I can't. I, I get you. I can't soon, do both. So this, this weekend uh, was just with two of my Judy's, two yeah. girls. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as we like got on the boat, we went to lunch, we sat down at the dinner restaurant and we were just having a gab. And then like one moment, my friend was like, so yeah, he was telling me to sit on his face. So I sat on his face <laughs> yes. and she was talking so loud. I and I sort her. of just looked around and I was like, who's at the table next to us? <laughs> Dude, I will never forget. I was at a fancy pants restaurant. Okay, fancy pants for where we live. I was at Lorenzo's. Oh, fancy. Yeah. And I was there with my gay bestie and we're having a talk and he says the word penis. <laughs> and we were at lunch. Okay, so he, I Did get he call it. someone a penis head? No, he was talking about what he was doing with said penis. Look, oh. I, I wanted to know. I wanted details. So uh-huh. I take half the responsibility. And then we turn over because all of a sudden the restaurant got silent. Yeah, and look, that happens. You're sitting in close quarters. Like, I get that. And then... We turn over and there is a woman and she's with a friend, I guess, and a little kid. Now, this place, you are not walking out of there spending less than 100 to $150 per person. And that's yeah. when you're not getting, like, the digger station. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what? When I'm at, like, you know, a freaking, okay, not a hatted restaurant, but pretty fucking close. A restaurant that's so fancy you can't wear a hat into it. 
Correct. Like, I am not walking in that restaurant without wearing a pair of heels, without a full face of makeup. You know, girls making an effort. Yeah. And then I turn around and there's some kid freaking, like... Snot-nosed little brat. I'm sorry, there should not be a kid's menu at this restaurant. Actually, I'm pretty sure that... I mean, it's closed now, but I'm pretty sure there was not a kid's menu at this restaurant. That's the kind of restaurant it was. Like, if I want to... If I'm going to be walking out of there not spending less than $300, I want to be able to say the word dick. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, go to the fucking Pizza Hut and get your fucking happy McHappy yeah. meal, whatever. Okay, I'm mixing my takeaways. Do you know what I'm saying? You have a right, and that's your right to say dick. I'm not in the fucking food court. I won't say <laughs> penis and vagina at the food court. Okay, I will, but I'll keep it down. Sometimes like, it slips out. Can't, exactly. So, no, I can't. There's Your Judy did nothing wrong. Tell her I'm a huge fucking fan. <laughs> and, by the way, I want to know the end of that story. <laughs> well, I mean, there's only a few ways it can go from well, sitting on a face. <laughs> I fucking hope it went well because it's a waste of time having to, like, hold your back straight if it didn't. I've been there. Not fun. So uh, how have you been in the past two weeks? Like. Uh, you know, I, I'm resentful that we're back at work. I do not yeah. feel like I had a vacanza. Yeah, totally. They were the only two weeks I've off have had all year, so I clearly haven't had a vacanza. But yeah, I'm not happy to be back. Everyone can eat a bag of dicks, and mm-hmm. yeah, like mm-hmm. I had to actually regroup my attitude because I was getting on my nerves about how stroppy I was about everything. I was pretty stroppy when I went back to work last week too. I was just like, I'm fucking sick of it. Knowing I also had a weekend away coming up, but I was still sick of it. (laughs) Still. And those two weeks, they're filled with family. Okay, that's great, whatever. But it's like, where's my time? Where's my time to sit on the couch and actually be bored about being bored enough to do something? I still don't want to go anywhere and do anything with anyone. Mm -hmm. Like people are talking, oh, what are you doing for Australia Day? It's like, I'm getting my peace. That's Nothing. what I'm fucking doing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've got to stop. I've got to stop. Okay, well, let's get on to the to the housewives. Do you want to talk about the reunions we had so far for Salt Lake, like both episodes sort of all at once? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. So I figured I'll just breeze through the topics. I love you for breezing because I'm just lump them all together. I can't ever say I breeze through anything. <laughs> and also I watched the reunion one extended part, but reunion two I didn't see extended. Did you? No. Okay, fine. No. Cool. So we're sort of in the same boat. So let's just talk up front about the reunion. Like, mm. are you enjoying it? Because while a part of me is enjoying it, another part of me just hates Monica so much, and I don't believe a word coming out of that little mouth of hers, it's sort of hard for me to really enjoy it. I've just got to enjoy it, I know. But, like, yeah. part of me is just like, shut up, and why are they listening to her? Hearing you comment on that, I think if I was – hating it for that reason, I think I would hate it because Monica's really trying to play the villain and live in her villain era. Like Mm -hmm. she's grasping for another snowflake for next season. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's authentic. Like when someone's kind to her, she really takes that and I think in that sense she's being herself. But when she's acting like, I don't care, I don't care. I'm sorry, it's so I'm 15 years old and I'm going to go home and cry in the shower. Uh Uh-huh but I'm a cunt to your face. I feel it's inauthentic. Yeah, I think Angie, our queen, goddess Angie K, 
she really nailed it when she was like, I'm good with talking to children so I can handle Monica. I was like, oh, okay, come through, Angie. Angie has annoyed me less at the reunion than she did all season. She's kind of one of my favourites. <laughs> of the reunion? Well, she's definitely got things to say. Yeah. She's clearly either got the best memory in the world or bitch watched every episode back and took notes. I think that's She the came case. prepared. Uh-huh. She came prepared. And when she doesn't have a clap back, she doesn't try to really give a clap back for the most part. She just shuts up. Mm-hmm. So if it was just girls, she'd lose the argument. But because Andy's happy to move on, I don't know, she got a good edit. I'm trying to figure out why she's not annoying me because, yeah, my whole yeah. world's upside down. But I know Monica's not really annoying me. I've actually enjoyed some of her clapbacks. Well, she's always made me laugh with some of her clapbacks. Yes. And even in the same breath, I'm like, that's too far, but I'm la- I'm laughing along. <laughs> I know. And I'm such a hypocrite because when I watch Potomac and I see Candace, I'm like, why aren't I enjoying her clapbacks? Because mm. she can read a bitch, mm-hmm. but I just want to punch her in the face. <laughs> you so wouldn't I, be the first. <laughs> I'm tr- No, well, that's true. I mean, she really <laughs> did teach me that I don't have a problem with physical violence because <laughs> I honestly would have thought I'd be that kind of person that would be against physical violence. And then there was Candace. <laughs> Speaking of sidebar, how are you feeling about Potomac? It's terrible. See, I was agreeing with you that it's terrible to the point that I was behind by like four episodes or three episodes. Yeah. And then I watched them back to back and there was something there. Oh, a binge helps. A binge helps. But I do know that if I thought about it afterwards and went, well, if I had to take notes, I would resent having to take notes about chicken chip bingo because that was disgusting. Speaking about uh, going too far, we don't need to see that. None of those chickens were happy. Oh, God, I'm I'm Ranceville. Ranceville. Sorry, let me calm my farm and take a sip. I'm sort of verging that way with Beverly Hills having to type the word esophagus. I don't know how to spell it. Every time I have to type it, it's just I'm grasping at letters trying to figure out how to spell it and just hoping spell check will fill it in. And I'm sick of typing it. I don't know what's going on with me, but esophagus, every time I, I'm kind of in sort of in the same boat, I'd type it and then I'd look and I'm like, oh, I'm correct. Okay, spell it right now. O-E-S-A-P-H-A-G-U-S. I put a wrong letter in there, didn't I? I don't know. I, I told you I don't know how to spell it. Oh, well, fuck. Now I sound like a... Okay, I was going to say a, a word I shouldn't say. I think you're nailing it. No. I think the O-E is is the thing. O-E-S-O-P-H-A-G-U-S. Oh, I said A instead of O. See? Okay. It's a tricky Esophagus. one. Only Anna Marie knows. Okay. Can I cut all that out? Because now I'm two for two on stupid. That's funny. Any- anyway. Yeah, it's funny to laugh at Mariana. <laughs> fuck, it's hilarious. So, I'm sure we'll um, circle back to that. But back to the song. <laughs> I love um, you. So you were correct, I think, in your prediction being like they'll just save everything for part three. This is why I'm annoyed. I can't do – okay, um, I'm doing a tight turn on everything today, Soz Pete. Yeah, go for Am it. I pre- I'm not even pre-menstrual. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't with these three-part reunions. Like yeah. I am not that person that can have a job at a council. 
if someone says the word subcommittee meeting, I want to, again, punch them in the face. I'm like, I need action (laughs) items or I am hitting the Instagram. Like, I cannot. And that's what this feels like to me. It Mm -hmm, feels like mm -hmm. a lot of admin and housekeeping before we get to the two topics that anybody cares about. about. Yeah. We're clearing the decks with, like, Jack Barlow's mission and all of this shit. We need timestamps so we can skip ahead. So, okay, well, Jack Barlow's mission with the selfie of the abs for the visa document, like. (laughs) Do you know how she said as a joke he bounced on his mission? When she explained what happened and now we know he's in hospital, I'm like, bitch, he has fucking bounced on his mission and she's loving it because now he can go into Hermes in LA and send her shit. (laughs) I'm sorry. Good for him. He has bounced on his fucking mission, sozzle. So, all right, I I guess we just have to talk about Monica. Like as much as they're saving it for episode three, they're still sprinkling it in there and she's saying that she's never sued anyone in her life and Heather's like, well, you've sued me. And she's like, well, I countersued. And it's like, okay, we're splitting hairs. Can I say something about that? When... She says, I only sued you because you sued me. Do you think her lawyers will use that in court as a way to get the countersuit dismissed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She's sure. she, she's a moron. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Monica not so bright. I don't care what you say, as calculated as she is. She's kind of stupid. Well, yeah, I think she's, she's both because she's mm. stupid in that she thinks she can get away with dumb lies. And she was, but now she, uh, but now that she's been exposed, like you're not going to get away with all this other crap. And she's really trying to justify it. Like if you want to be real evil Knievel, be like Erica going, yeah, I said it. And what? Yeah. What did you think of the audio clip Heather pulled out with <gasps> Monica talking about like Kim Kardashian and getting on the show and then there's the one about like LD millionaire, like the, calling Mary stupid or something? I do not know how. She was doing, she was playing the whole, play the whole clip card. Sweetheart, you said it, own it. Mm. And how There's Mary no is on her side. Mary just loves to hate all the other women. Yeah. If, <laughs> like, if someone else comes along, she'll hate this one and be like, no. I think you're right. Mary's not one with reality. Like, to no. think that talking about her decor is worse than calling someone inbred. Like, she's she's not on the same plane of existence as us. No, and I keep thinking because she's a cult leader, is she just so used to being revered and worshipped that uh-huh. she's used to having the last word? Mm-hmm. Because uh-huh. she will say something and then... When she says, like, what is what does she always say to Whitney? Like, we already been done. Uh-huh. I really feel like no information goes in her brain after she says that. It's almost like I have commanded the end uh-huh. of the conversation. She seriously, like, girl needs to go to the jail. I'm well, sorry. And she's already decided what you're going to say before you say it. And so, like, even when Angie or whoever compliments her, she's taken it as an insult and she's clapping back and then realises halfway through speaking, like, oh, wait, no, she said something completely different. She doesn't realise. Oh, she got told. Andy tells her and she clearly respects Andy so she'll listen to him. Whereas if someone else said, hey, that was actually a compliment, she would start in on them unless it was Meredith or Andy because they're the only people on that stage she respects. Isn't that bizarre? 
she's used to being the omnipotent, omnipresent. I don't even think she believes she could actually ever die. She is a cult leader. Do you think she knows if her son's married or not and she just doesn't want to say? Yes, she's embarrassed that (laughs) her child would go and do that. So she's downplaying it because then that would insinuate she doesn't have control over him, which, again, she's a cult leader. She has control over her entire flock. Well, now she's telling his wife not to fake her orgasms. I didn't think that was as big a deal as everyone seems to be making it on the socials. People kind of think it's ill because that's her kid. But I don't actually think it's the worst advice. So she's, no, it's good advice at its core. But can you just imagine walking down that like Willy Wonka-esque house that she lives in? Yep. And she's hearing screams of pleasure. Oh, Why Why is she entering the bedroom? That I can't, I mean, I'm not trying to explain, Mary. No one could. For me, my only response is it's obviously got to do with her being a cult leader. Yeah. Just because I can't fathom someone thinking that they are literally on a higher plane of perfection than everyone else. I find that concept fascinating when someone believes that and is not in need of pharmaceuticals. Well, don't you think sort of all housewives think that about themselves? They all think they're better than everyone else. They all think they're special. They don't have a quote-unquote church of 200 people and let them mortgage their houses and give them every cent. Yeah. And it was interesting when Mary sort of came for the Mormon church calling it racist, which, you know, I'm sure it is. As Heather said, obviously, it is rooted in racism. Yeah. But, like, you know, everything is sort of when you think about it. Correct. It was interesting to hear that sort of discussion for all of, like, three seconds. Mm. But it's just, and then you remember, like, oh, Mary's also a part of a church that's problematic. (laughs) But I just found, again, like, as you said, nothing Mary says makes sense because, I'll be honest, I don't think she's the brightest bulb of the Mm. bunch and... She'll say things like, Whitney's racist because she was raised in the Mormon church, even though Whitney is clearly not in the Mormon church anymore, agrees Uh it's problematic, which is why she's left, and yet she turns around and says, but I don't have problems with people being Mormon. I don't have problems with the Mormon church. It's like, do you realise that neither of those two statements are running in parallel? Like, Mm. she doesn't because she's not that fucking bright. But she doesn't have to because she's used to not being questioned. Mm. She did take it sort of quite well when they played that clip of Monica allegedly calling Mary a dumb bitch or whatever. It seems like she might have been talking about Jen. She could have been talking about Mary. Who knows? Well, Monica's argument was that she was repeating what Jen had said. Yeah, yeah. But Mary was just like, whatever. Well, because, again, it doesn't go along with what she has decided that she believes. She has decided she believes Monica good, the rest of them bad, because she already hates them all. And Mm. so therefore there's nothing that you're going to say to dissuade her because she's never wrong. Okay, interesting. So, okay. You can't reason with her because she's never wrong. Well, speaking of unreasonable crazy people, what do you think of Monica's mum and the revelations that have come out? Like, I still don't believe a word Monica says, so Monica could be lying about everything. Okay, so I was, I love Jeff Lewis, I've told you that a million times, and he was actually on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy was asking him, well, they were talking about it, and um, he said that, he agreed with you, he said he does not believe a word that comes out of Monica's mouth. I think what complicates it is that you can sort of see those stories about Monica's mum being real, because LD is 
is cuckoo bananas as well. So it's it's so murky. I believe that she <laughs> wants to be on the show. And she thinks she could be on it. I mean, she's too poor. And, like, we've got mums as friends of. We don't need mums in the main cast. And let's face it, like, when they are, they're better characters, but generally those characters like Mama D have money, have a life. Monica's uh-huh. mum doesn't have either. She doesn't want to live yeah. vicariously through her kid. She would step on her kid to get what she wants. She proved that by dumping her with virtual strangers at the age of 12 to pursue a career in television. I mean, that's crazy. None of it surprises me. And it sort of feeds into this, like, I believe the narrative yeah. that Monica and LD are conspiring on plot lines and how to get on the show and how to be popular on the show. Like, they've totally talked about it before getting on the show. I think that's just them bonding through bitching. Ah. I mean, that's how I used to bond with my mum. Yeah. Until I realised it didn't serve me at all in the real world. It got me in trouble. I did laugh when Lisa said, this is why your mum talks to a plant because you can't <laughs> can't talk to you. <laughs> Monica is a product of her upbringing. Yeah. Does it excuse her behaviour? No. She's not showing any remorse. She's acting like she's owning it, but she's not owning it. She's trying to explain and justify. Owning it would be what Erica does. Yeah, I said it and I meant it. She doesn't yeah. know what she's doing. She's trying to feign confidence and feign That's this last she- act of, like, I'm going to be the villain. She's shitting herself. But she says it with such confidence. Like she says, oh, yeah, I've changed my name three times. That's a normal amount. And so you think, oh, yeah, it is. And then you think about it for a second and you're like, no, maybe once or twice, but three is a lot. Changing your name, whatever, that's your business. But the whole point of that, which I don't really think we got into well enough, was that she was writing different names down for different services, for different things. It's like, did you change your name and that was your name for X amount of months or years? No. We know that from Heather when she has said that she had three different monikers on their system at Beauty Lab and Laser. So she went to Beauty Lab and Laser in how many days, weeks, years, months, whatever, and signed up three different accounts. That's fraud. (sighs) Sorry. Unless you say, oh, here's my driver's license. Please update my surname. Uh No, she opened up three different accounts. That is fraud. I'd fucking sue her too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Monica at no point throughout this reunion, like, shuts up. Like, it always comes back to her. Even when we're talking about baths with Meredith and gay rumours and mm-hmm. Whitney's parents, somehow Monica is just, like, <laughs> a constant throughout the whole episode. Yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about the baths and the the Meredith rumour? There was a funny moment with the Meredith rumour mm. where, like, lawyer Meredith jumps out and she's like, I never said there was a, a rumour about her marriage i just said there was information about a husband i didn't say marriage i just said husband and it's like bitch that's the same thing i'm kind of unless it's going to shock me like in terms of surprise i'm finding it boring and i think maybe that's because at the end of the season finale heather set the bar so high Mm -hmm. finding out little bits more from monica's backstory with jen did i learn that anything that massive no But was it fascinating? Yes. The audio was fucking fascinating. Mm -hmm. Monica calling Angie a benchwarming bitch. That shit's fucking funny. That's fucking. (laughs) We got to pay it. That's That's, funny. This is what I mean. Like whoever wrote those jokes for Monica, fucking hilarious. I also enjoyed when Angie said to Monica, 
you backstabbed me right to my face. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just stabbing. <laughs> That's front stabbing, Angie. Like, Angie's always so clumsy with her words. It's so funny. And look, Angie's not as quick as any of them are. <laughs> but I still, I still enjoyed, like, realistically, like, she didn't have a lot. i got to say, but, like... Her trying to say that at her house, like her family was like, kids shouldn't be here, I want to leave. That had nothing to do with just Monica. That would have been Mm -hmm. all the ladies and the cameras. But how we didn't get footage of Monica falling down the stairs, honestly. Why would they cut that out? That was brilliant. There wasn't a camera there. Oh, I know, but you saw her on the stairs afterwards. Yes, because the camera person ran to fucking (laughs) capture it because they were like missing some good shit. And then when Angie accuses Monica of spending her kids' money on a bag and that no one wants her there, that's pretty much when Angie like was was shining for me. I was like, oh my god, you know that no one. It's kind of like keyboard warrior in the way that. She's right. No one on the couches are happy with her. She can say whatever the fuck she wants. And I'm like, why haven't you been like this all season, Angie? I know. Monica, though, her clap back to that thing about the purse, you're spending your kids' money. She was like, don't bring my kids into it. And I was like, well, she didn't really. Like the rule about not bringing your kids into it is like about not saying maybe G is doing coke. Like that's what that's about, not where you spend your money. But Monica has always gone for the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was funny, not funny, it was entertaining seeing her clap back. I know that's kind of slack, but, hey, that's what we're here for. But really, Mm -hmm. she is talking about her kids because she's basically, you deprived your children. I still think that is talking about the kids. Well, I I take it as talking about her. Yeah. Yeah, being a bad parent. Yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) You're right. You are are right, Meredith, but. (laughs) <laughs> we're we're really fucking close. We're really fucking close to talking about the kids. Let's not. No, yeah. no one was talking about kids. We weren't anywhere near kids. Actually, I just saw a note. You know how like Andy's obviously going to say, you know, such and such asked this question, such and such asked that question. Did you notice he said Ira Madison one 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 or one eleven? And oh, it's the like third. you mean Ira Madison the third dude? You know who that is? Oh, did he not say the third? No. <laughs> Andy with his cue cards doesn't always pop off. No. Sometimes I watch What Happens Live, you'll say something completely incorrect. I know. <laughs> but I have been, you know, when you're reading like that and talk, you do fumble your words after a while. It's a lot of fucking talking. And he's high most of the time. Like, Well, I don't think he's studying the cue cards. Like, if, No. If he ever got, you know, one of us on to co-host Potomac like he does with Nicki Minaj or whoever, <laughs> we would be like in lockdown, studying and preparing for weeks. But for him, he just rocks up that day. No, he rocks up that day and reads them on the fly. Yeah. So, okay, this whole thing with Monica and the husband and the affair, I found this interesting. The affair was 10 years ago and they stayed together and had another baby. Mm. So uh, this, I want more questions on that. She says, I've been separated for two and a half years and the affair was 10 years ago. I still can't quite figure out what she means by brother-in-law. uh, She explained it, but I was even more confused. It's her husband's sister's husband. Oh, yeah, that does make it feel like less bad. No, it's not less bad because they were close and they spent a lot of fucking time together and there's kids involved. She and her husband had kids. The sister-in-law and her husband had kids. It's not as bad in the sense that it's not as bad for the brother-in-law and the husband uh-huh. But it's pretty fucking bad. It's morally corrupt. <laughs> yes, just ask Faye Resnick, exactly. <laughs> but 
I get what you're saying in that it's not as you're saying it's not as bad, but really, would you feel any different? I wouldn't feel any different. This was a, no. she. She said it was a close family. They spent a lot of time together. It wasn't someone she saw once a year at Christmas. Mm. But what's mm. what spins me out more is the fact that she and her then husband stayed together for another seven and a half years. So yeah. why are we making such a big deal about it? It was ten fucking years ago. Well, the thing is, everyone is bringing it up. Is Monica? No one else That's is bringing it up. True. She's just doing that to, yeah, I don't know, make a make a name for herself. I I can imagine in casting that was her hook. That and Jen Shaw was her hook to of get on course. the show. Yeah. And like, yeah, no one else has brought it up as far as I can remember. I read an article in the page six last week, or was it this week, that the reason why she and her then husband got divorced, it wasn't because of the affair. Again, they stayed together for another seven and a half years. It was the fact that he was physically violent towards her on more than one occasion. Mm. So she left him because he was a perpetrator of domestic violence Yeah, in front of their children. Right. I, I don't know why I was like in front of the children like that makes it any worse. It's all fucked up. So It's fucked. So she left him. He didn't leave her because of the affair. So if he can forgive her and stay with her, I agree with you that Monica's the one that brought it up, mm. but I just don't get why we're going on about it so much. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think the set was as ugly as everyone seems to be saying? Yeah, it did hurt my heart. It was as <laughs> ugly as their reunion outfits were last year. I thought it was fun. Was it last year or the year before their reunion? They've all been ugly. You don't need to specify. <laughs> They've all been terrible. But there was the one with all the feathers, which I think was maybe season two. Yeah, yeah, that, that was bad. I found it distracting because mm. it was so ugly. <laughs> I got not going to lie, it's easy to type notes at reunion because you don't technically need to watch, you just need to listen. Uh-huh. I found it much easier not to keep looking at the screen. I thought it was hideous and I don't know who approved that set. It was awful. <laughs> it's funny. It was really bad. Like I would fire someone for that. So speaking of firing, mm. do you think we're seeing Monica again next season with how the reunions are panning out? Like you know how usually they'll try and like fake resolve things and be like, do you see a path forward? Yes, I think I do. Like and they'll hug. I don't know if I see that happening. Look. It reminds me of, again, I was on the page six today, you know, trying to do my research for the for this because there was a lot of sizzles. Obviously, we know Vanderpump Rules is, you know, happening very, very soon, if not. Soon. And you got Lala and Katie saying that they would have been okay with Rachel coming back for this next season because, mm-hmm. you know, they were saying, I think what they were saying it on Lala's podcast, like, you know, like tempers aren't at 100 anymore, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, bitch, you want her back on the show because of the ratings. The better the ratings are, more people are going to watch and also the rate that you get for what other appearances or collabs is higher. Mm -hmm. So if Monica's happy to come back, I reckon she'll come back. I don't see her turning down a check and being a housewife. I really don't. What was interesting to me was how quick production were to – prove her wrong in all their receipts. Like they were digging up every screenshot, receipts, timeline, screenshot, every fucking thing to prove her wrong. But that doesn't mean they'll get rid of her completely, I guess. No. So Angie sent me a um, a, a link. <laughs> Angie K? <laughs> no, Angela. Angela sent me a link and she's like, oh, my God, you got to click on this link and see the banner. So I click on this Google link 
and it's an article about housewives and there was a banner. Oh, it's just literally like, you know, when you like type in Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and it just shows up like with whatever the first link is Mm -hmm. and there's a banner across the top that says receipts, proof, (laughs) timeline, screenshots. So, yeah, if you Google Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, you'll see the the headline banner on the Google people on the Google. I love that. I know. Well, we'll have to see how part three pans out before we really make all of these decisions because, you know, we're heavily involved in casting. Um, But, like, (laughs) but to wrap up those two episodes, like, any final thoughts? There were some funny moments, but to me... Most of the funny moments was Monica screaming back at someone. Mm-hmm. Angie falling down the stairs I found funny. Okay, I'm yeah. a horrible person. Sue me. Yeah. Her mum getting the shits because the Uber was a Subaru. I love that. Allegedly. <laughs> that is a housewife's moment. But they weren't great episodes. And I understand no. you've got to ask everyone something. But honestly, we could have had a reunion with Monica and Heather and then all the girls can be in the green room watching it on TV, making comments a la RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. I would have yeah. been happy seeing that show. It was a 6 out of 10. I think we picked a good week to sort of skip one and lump lump two together. I think honestly. so. Yes, I think right. so. Okay. Well, but I am excited for part three with oh. the burn book and everything. I mean, that's going to be brilliant, hopefully. My breath is baited. So, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely hanging for the part three. <laughs> okay, so what about... Beverly Hills. I wrote a lot of notes for the previous episode. Well, lots was going on. There was a few funny moments, but it's the esophagus. We were still back at Taco Tuesday, weren't we? Yeah, we were at Ojai, weren't we? And we were licking foots and then we were Yeah, I like... didn't find that as fun as I thought I would. No. Yeah. No. Well, so quickly to brief really wrap up episode 11 that mm. we missed. It was, yeah, apparently for Anna Marie's birthday. Not that anyone ever really cares about Anna Marie. No think. one cares. Yeah, and they had that lunch where they were having fun. Mm. But we weren't really having fun. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I just enjoy that the producers or the editors have clearly dug through <laughs> the tapes to try and include every single lesbianific thing Kyle has said this season. <laughs> like They made sure to include it all and, like, Make it more random when Kyle will bring up like, "Will you ever? Did, would you ever date a woman?" <laughs> like, yeah, that felt jarring. <laughs> I agree with you. I think that they're they're doing their best, mm-hmm. and I was kind of buying it at the beginning of the season, and now I'm like, okay, this you got nothing for me yet. This is getting boring. Yeah, but watching her with Mo in the last episode, like <gasps> that was fascinating. The, I know. So the end of episode eleven is the celebration of life for Kyle's friend, and the Big thing is that Mo doesn't attend. Like, he's away for work, and I get you're away from work, blah, blah, blah. But, like, is what's he doing? Is he doing surgery? Like, what's he doing that's so important well, that he's missing? Them? I got his, she said he's in Aspen and then he's wherever he was. It's like, like Mexico or something. Okay. So I get you may have been in Mexico for work, but what work are you doing in Aspen? I guess maybe. This is my opinion on it, and I completely agree with Crystal because I wrote this in my notes. Sorry, with Sutton. I wrote this in my notes before Sutton said it. You can't be there for your wife's, I guess, in memoriam for her deceased best friend who took Mm -hmm. her own life. Mm -hmm. And yet three days later, you can go to a toothless and homeless event. It doesn't add up. No. And 
you know, I'm not saying that he's off cheating with someone, but it's just like oh, there is that's a disconnect in your relationship. That's what I if thought. You did. You're going to the toothless and homeless event because you feel bad because you weren't there. There's if Mo would be fucking going to that. And the first thing he said in the car was, did any of the husbands go? Did any of the guys go? And she's like, well, no. Why should the other guys go? They didn't know her. You knew her. But it's not even like if you know her. Like, have you been to a funeral before where you're not there for the deceased person? You're there for the family. You're there for the friends who remain. But I'm just saying it's not unusual that PK and, I mean, what other husband is there? Rob. Like, Rob's not going. Yeah. Rob's not going. PK's not going. You are going. There's a reason yeah. for you to be there that's got nothing to do with the husbands being there. Yeah, because wasn't it like if Kyle and Mo died, this person would be looking after his kids? Like, isn't wasn't that the case? Like, Yeah. And I get that it's not the main funeral. Like, it's the celebration of life. But still, if I were Mo... Your wife is suffering enough to put this event on. How about that? Uh, whatever work lunch he had, I would have said, sorry, i got to wrap up early. i got to jet back to LA real quick. I just, I don't get it. Like if my partner is throwing, okay, th- I don't want to say throwing. If my partner is putting on an event to dedicate that space to their friend, they're clearly not coping with it on their own. They want to celebrate it with others, right? Mm-hmm. You go to that. Like it just, it doesn't make any sense. Her putting that event sense. on doesn't mean she's okay. Her putting her that event on is because she's not okay. Yeah, yeah. Mate, you fucking go. Uh, yeah, and then the vibes at this Toothless and Homeless and at the Step and Repeat oh. where they're getting solo shots. Like he's like, all right, now someone our own and he sort of just like pushes her to the side. Okay, so I think that is again production grasping at straws. She is the celebrity. It's her show, not him. I would think that that would happen all the time. But he was posing. He said, now you get some on your own. No, but then they sh- they showed him standing there smiling on yeah, his own. Yeah, because cameras are fucking taking photos of them being apart because of all the rumours. But I think that that would be normal. That's normal, okay. Any previous event for, their in- for her entire housewife's career, I reckon that happened. But production is showing it like it's Orkies. Well, it, it felt Orkies after that car ride. That car ride. I mean, the more time that the two of them interact on my TV, the more on her side I am. He's just mm-hmm. checked out. He has fully checked out. Yeah. And I think she's finally checking out. She's like, well, fuck you. You want to check out? Check out. Remember she said it before, like it was like with Kathy. She's like, I don't want to keep investing in relationships where I'm not getting what I need. Like it's not yeah. just about pleasing you. I'm in this relationship too. And if I'm not getting anything out of it, why am I fucking trying so hard? Honestly, I kind of like this part of Kyle. Good for her. It's about fucking time. Yeah. And the other like sort of relationship dynamic that we were tracking over these past two episodes was the PK and Dorit thing because they did like a little relationship therapy, blah, blah, PTSD. She's just obnoxious crap. And then he really pulled his weight in helping her organise an event at the Beverly Hills Hilton, which I mean barely... Either of them lifted a fucking finger, but they were like, they were she's like, commenting on a tablescape. Whoop, do fucking I couldn't do have it. done it without PK. And I'm like, why? What did you do? You went to one meeting and said, the table looks shit, change it. Which but- he was not wrong. I'm inclined to believe him about the therapy session. About how she's just obnoxious? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to believe it. I feel like I can say it. I got the PTSD too. But look, yeah. it is easy to 
Okay, I'm kind of trying to explain in a way that sounds like I'm justifying both of them. But for someone who suffers from that, it is easy to, when you're anxious, to go, it must be the PTSD. And so therefore that can come across as obnoxious when you're trying to sell it to your partner. And it is looking inauthentic because even unconsciously, you're justifying it to yourself. Uh It's easy to just go, I'm feeling anxious, therefore it must be that, i.e. it's not on me. So you really do have to work at looking at all the cues around you and as well as listening internally to go, hang on a sec, I just don't want to be here. I'm not anxious. I just don't want to be here. So just fucking say it and take the Uh lick for it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it is interesting that, you know, her PTSD really kicked in for Garcelle's event, but this one, she's fine with this like giant room full of people. I know it was a preparation thing, blah, 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 but like selective PTSD, it feels like. It's more a case of, that's what I'm saying. Like you, it's easy to not have to make an effort when you can just say I'm having an episode I don't want to be there instead of Mm -hmm. dealing with the actual and at the same time I'm like I get it Dorit sometimes you're just like I'm so sick and tired of working so hard just to be present when really I just want to run away and hide yeah and I do think PK does he does not lead with grace no he is a ball fucking buster (laughs) Uh, what about so at this toothless and homeless, homeless, not toothless, whatever a fucking event. Everyone had to practice that, including me before today, because I didn't <laughs> want to just say it to be funny. I was literally going the toothless and homeless. Can we just go? Because you know what? It is toothless and homeless because that's why we need to raise money for them because they're toothless. So can't know, we just but- say toothless and homeless? It's just such a crazy fucking charity and that we're focusing on the toothlessness and not the homelessness. Can't we just call it TLNHL? Like, can we just do an anacronym? I always get that uh, wrong. Is it an anacronym or an acronym? acronym. I don't know. I'm fucking know, stupid, not stu- stupid and stupid. What What made me want to bring it up is what about how Dorit got introduced as a fashion designer? I missed that. Pause for laugh. <laughs> she was introduced as a fashion designer? Yeah, they said, of, and welcome uh, to the stage, Dorit Kemsley, fashion designer. Why don't they just say reality TV star or Bravo celebrity? Not a clue. There's nothing wrong with being a Bravo celebrity. Just on the logistics of the event itself, did you enjoy Taylor Dane? What? Not take this was the special guest, not Paula Abdul, Taylor no. Dane. <laughs> not even William H. Macy getting up there doing a monologue from Shakespeare. I mean, we William H. Dane. Macy, fucking hell, mate. He's got to make some coin after his wife went to the camp. Is he still married to her? Yes, they're still married. She wasn't there, was she? Is she not in polite society, like free she, society? I doubt yet? she'd be in, I doubt she'd polite society would accept her just yet she would have to do some kind of like it's like um the oh the crazy pirate what's his name johnny depp the johnny depp so he's i reckon he's going to do some indie movie where he gets paid sweet fuck all but it's an amazing acting performance Mm -hmm. and then polite society will accept him back again and really what's what's she gonna do to get herself accepted into polite society again like know, maybe start with charities at the homeless and toothless circuit. But maybe people don't want her there. She will detract from. She will detract from people wanting to attend. Wow, that's where wow, she's wow, at wow. right now, right? Like I fucking yeah. know. Like I'm doing an e Hollywood special. <laughs> I'm just assuming. But Taylor Dane, Orella bitch, and fucking Erica practically grabbing a mic oh and doing God. backup Erica vocals. She cannot resist when someone's performing 
to sing along from the from the bleachers. Like that's her thing. How does she know the words? Like I am the I am just a couple of years shy of these women's age. I am in their age group. <laughs> I remember when that song was on the you know America's Top Forty. I don't know the fucking words. Taylor Dane ain't great. No, but it was a really good Drag Race lip sync song with Detox. I know, but I still hate the song. You can't even dance <laughs> to it. It's so slow. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So speaking of Erica. I thought her presence was so lacking in that episode 11 and I was so happy to have her back for this episode 12. I think she's a bloody hoot and a half. I'm not going to lie. Her um, lack of presence was felt. It was felt. Even by me. I know. She's not there to get hit on by her dentist. (laughs) How do you not recognise your dentist? Did he only become your dentist during the COVID and you don't know what his face looks like? I don't think, I think Eric is the type of person that doesn't actually look you in the, like a stranger in the face when she's approached. Why? Because he's the help. Well, I just think she thinks she's so better than everybody. I just, I think Erica is too long lived with Tom Girardi and if she is paying, well, okay, if she is receiving a bill from someone, mm-hmm. as you said, she ain't looking him in the eye. She's basically Mary M. Cosby without saying it out loud. But he knew who she was. Yeah. And he was trying to get it in. I think he was trying to get his dick wet. Well, I mean, he's a fucking doctor. She'd Good be an idiot. Him. So that's the thing. I don't think he's got enough money for her. Uh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. And so speaking of doctors, yeah. we've got to talk about the esophagus Anne-Marie of it all because it was back at the celebration of life where <sighs> Anne-Marie kept bringing it up to Crystal and Garcelle of all people, which was strange. Mm-hmm. And then we find out from this episode, the t- from the timestamps, it was a two-hour window where she kept bringing it up. Which was Can I, I have, I've done some research. Yeah. Just like Crystal, my research took me about five seconds. Uh-huh. And I'm here to tell you people that the NHS in the UK has advised me that you can drink alcohol while taking gabapentin. Okay. Apparently, it can make you feel sleepy or tired. So when you first start taking it, you should stop drinking until you know the effects. And apparently this particular drug and alcohol target the same receptors in the brain which amplify the effects of the other. So in other words, you will get inebriated quicker, uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. But the thing about Sutton is she's not operating heavy machinery. She's not flying a plane. She's not moving a fucking forklift. She's just going to an event at her store or at a toothless and homeless event. Yes, but <laughs> Anna Marie's making it sound like that she's lying about taking this medication, that there's nothing wrong with her. She just happens to have an eating disorder, i.e. there's nothing wrong with her, like rude. Yeah. And she's basically, she's saying she's lying when the only person lying is Anna Marie. And then Anna Marie, she says, yeah, you lied. And then when Crystal says... You're a liar. She's like, I'm not, I never said she was a liar. And it's like, you just said it. Yeah, we got the flash of your dumb bitch. And, yes, like she is her. a bitch. And when she says, okay, so this is, I'm skipping ahead, but it's the same thing. Yeah. When she says in the, at the end of the episode, when, what? It, wait, I wrote it down. I knew there was a thing. Hold on. She says, oh, that's right. She says to Crystal, you should thank me for making your ass relevant. I'm like. You are the one that's being made to feel relevant when there's nothing relevant about you on this show. Yeah. Like, I appreciate Crystal being activated. Me I'm too. I'm enjoying that. I love an activated and Crystal. Yeah. 
But, like, I'm not going to congratulate Anna-Marie for activating Crystal. No, and I'm sorry, Anna-Marie, you weren't even in half the first half of the season because you were so irrelevant. Where you at? Okay, maybe she's making herself relevant finally at the end, but I feel like Crystal's the one making her relevant by engaging her in this stupid conversation that no one cares about. They're all sick of it. We're all sick of it. Honestly, I'd rather talk about fucking Kyle and... And her girlfriend, who, I'm sorry, those shoes, when she opened the shoes and said, oh, i got new shoes, and then she's like, they're whatever her name, girlfriend's what shoes. What were they doing in her house? Because she paid for them. That's my theory. Oh. My theory is they were shopping, Kyle paid the bill, and the bags were put in her car by her driver mm-hmm. and carried into her house by her driver. This, wow. I reckon Kyle pays all the bills with that one. Sugar mama. And, and look, fair enough, but just own it. Yeah. What did you think of we're, – we're going to have to tie a bow on this esophagus storyline. So, like, what did you think of – I mean, we had that moment where Sutton's like, ma'am, ma'am, which I love when someone calls someone ma'am. This is where I got it from, my yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. I didn't realise I got that from Sutton. How dumb am I? <laughs> That's great. I fucking love her. But, like, they go to Barcelona, like, the next day or whatever. And so after this toothless and homeless event, mm. they're like, they're like, we need to have a round table. And they have this round table, like, can we clear this up before Barcelona? And it's like, no, we want you to fight in Barcelona. Like, let's. And also, Anne Marie says no. But then all of a sudden, the next day, she's. she's who's she FaceTiming with? Was it Kyle? Well, they all FaceTime each other. So, yes. like, I, I really enjoyed seeing Kyle and Sutton having so much fun this episode, Me by the too. way. Like, I was like, oh, wait, they are friends. <laughs> yeah, they are friends and they just get on each other's nerves a lot. Yeah, and so Kyle was sort of mediating the apology with Anne-Marie. Anna-Marie. Yeah. Anne-Marie, Anna-Marie, can we just pick a name? It's spelled Anne-Marie. Why are we saying Anna-Marie? Do you know why? Because she's a liar. She doesn't even know her own name. <laughs> so Anna-Marie, she ap- apologises to Sutton for her part in what happened. Ooh, like, what a fucking cop-out. That activated me too, good on Sutton, for not letting that mouse go. Yeah, like, what? what's the other part? Yeah, what part did I play in you ragging on me and calling me a liar when you're the fucking liar who lies that... This is the thing, I don't think Crystal's a liar. No. And Crystal has a good memory because she was correcting things in the moment, being like, I didn't say that, you said that, I said this. And I would not remember that. I have the worst memoir. So Mm -hmm. I don't, again, I don't believe Crystal's a liar. So when she says that Anne-Marie said, when I first met you, you told me you were an anesthesiologist, I believe Crystal. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think bringing that up isn't degrading her profession. Like if you said, oh, you're just a dumb nurse, like, of course, that's completely like yes. horrible but but what's being said i think she's twisting that to be something completely different because that's the only argument she can have so like crystal should be saying i'm not the one saying that there's anything wrong with being an a nurse you're the mm-hmm. one saying there's something wrong with it because you lied and said you're a doctor what and then she's saying crystal resents her for being in the medical profession like what she's grasping at the the no straws did you see nicole on watch what happens live but the Nicole read was brilliant. I love Nicole based on that Anne-Marie read. What did she say? So to chase clout, you have to be going after the bigger fish and yes. she's not a big fish. No. <laughs> Especially I think because I think she's justified because Anne-Marie is so, um, what's the word? Annoying. Well, yes, she's annoying, but because, like, she's so passive-aggressive and she talks down to everyone, what does she say? Something like, I'm trained to be a critical thinker. 
Are oh, you yeah. trying to get away with calling people stupid? Because one, you're not getting away with it. And two, you're not getting away with it. Mm-hmm. You're literally like in a fucking cocktail black tie gown calling people stupid to their face and then saying to people, don't yell, put your voice down. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Oh, I know. I hate that. It's it's always the person saying, don't put your hand in my face that has their hand in the, someone's face. Uh, yeah, I hate that. Or don't yell. No, my voice is raised. I'm not yelling. I didn't like the whole trying to say that Crystal said that Sutton has an eating disorder. Like, talk about hitting a nerve and not being able to read a room. And talk about lying. And lying. (laughs) You're the one that said it. Because the thing is, I do believe that she doesn't remember saying it. Because in the moment when it happened, 0.3 seconds later, she said, I didn't say that. When when Crystal says you're alluding to her having an eating disorder, she goes, I didn't say that. And they roll the tape and she literally says it. So there was actually no alluding. She used the words. We are doing this, so I'm being a hypocrite. I am talking about – I am saying the words eating disorder. I'm talking about the possibility or the lack thereof of an eating disorder. About women that I've never met, I would never do that about my friend. No. I think the problem with us engaging in in this conversation is it's just like why are we putting time and energy into Anna Marie when she's not going to be back? No. I would rather have Mary Cosby back. Right? And the only reason I would rather have Mary Cosby back is because she's funny when she's at the drive-thru. I don't know what it is about her ordering takeout. (laughs) It's hilarious. I think it's because she tries to act as if she has any sense of proper etiquette and yet girl just no one orders McDonald's like her. I don't know what it is. I could listen to her order takeout in the drive-thru all day. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, so the, the episode ends with a trailer that they're pretending is like not a trailer because then it says to be continued. I, that annoyed the shit out of me. See, I didn't find that annoying. I kind of loved it because it's. I found it gripping. Just show me a trailer. Like I, I know this is a TV show that I watch week to week. <laughs> Are they trying to like confuse me and get one past me? Maybe when there's a to be continued, their ratings the following week are a lot better. So oh, maybe it's maybe. strategic. Stupid but strategic. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm throwing shit on the wall to see what sticks. I don't know. But this Barcelona trip, like I don't have high hopes because it's always, I think, a red flag when in the trailer they're just showing the girls being afraid of a haunted house or whatever. Like like mm. if if we're doing that again, yeah. I'm not gonna be happy. But we do get this Anne Marie trying to throw Crystal under the bus for obviously calling her a bitch the last episode when she's like, she told me that the ladies weren't very intelligent and were very shallow. Which, I mean. (laughs) Would I think Crystal would have ever said that? Yes. Do I think Crystal would have said that in the last year or so? No. And seeing as the two of them only met X amount of months prior to filming, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I buy it. But then... I don't know if Anne-Marie would throw herself under the bus like that. Like, who would boldface lie? It does sort of seem like Anne-Marie is the type of person that doesn't remember a conversation correctly. I do agree with that. I'm wondering if we're going to get her. I didn't exactly say that. I said this, and then that's going to be the end of it, and they're just doing it for her. Who knows? But she hates Crystal, and I think she's going after the wrong person. Crystal can get her back up if she wants to. What was the thing with her and the 14 friends? They dropped her or did she drop them? Or like, They dropped her. It makes you wonder. Like, I, I do want to see more of the caddy side of Crystal. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she learnt her lesson with the 14 friends. 
Well, maybe she did. I don't, I don't know. know. And th- there were also scenes with like her and her brother. I mean, there was in last week there were scenes with Garcelle and the kid. Like, I don't know, really know if I want to talk about all that stuff. Do you? Uh, I mean, I enjoy her brother, but I don't know why. I get the sense that Crystal's sort of been like, please film a scene with me. Like, I've got to do something. Yeah, maybe because she really only films with him or Rob, or she's FaceTiming. Yeah, there's been a lot of FaceTiming this season. Has that been since COVID, do you think? Yeah. Or were we always getting this? I can't remember. We'd always get it with Kyle when she was getting ready. Of course. We'd get it a lot when they were getting glam. But, look, I've been like that since COVID, like more excuses not to leave the house. Mm -hmm. I can't convince myself to leave the house as often because I really don't want to. So can I begrudge them that? I like working from home too. (laughs) Yeah, I get it, I get it. They used to bug me. They bug me less. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Anything else before we move to sizzies? Um, No, I think I'm good. We can do sizzies. Do you have any sizzies? No. So I kind of sprinkled some of the sizzies in there. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I've got sizzies from last week that we didn't do. So I'll see if I want to actually talk about any of those. Oh, Ariana finally sued Scandival to sell the house. She has to sue him and request a partition by sale. Can you believe that? Lawyers are just making a mint out of everything, aren't they? So apparently the skinny is that the reason why he doesn't want to sell is because he owes money to her because of the bar. So he's pulled money out of the mortgage to spend on the whatever the new bar's called. Schwartz and Sandy. Correct. Mm -hmm. And so if they sell... He will get less than her, so he doesn't want to do that until there's more equity in the home. Because oh. basically, he's going to end God. up with a with a small amount of cash and not going to be able to do anything with it. Is his band not making money? Ah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this season of Vanderpump. He's basically going to end up renting a, a small flat, and she's going to end up buying a house. And boo fucking who? I know, right? Stop spending all your money on this fucking band and your bar that you're not making any money out of. And it's like, you know, some of us actually go to work and do jobs for a living. Like, I'm not feeling sorry for this Peter Pan that's making everyone else do work at his restaurant. And he's just like paying for a band to try and live out his rock star fantasy and also like getting filmed. Like, yeah, nah. He earns half a million dollars a season. We're up to season 11. If you don't own your own home yet, Tom Sandoval, that's on you. Even fucking Jax is like getting a college fund for his kids. I know, right? Like when Jax is more financially responsible, like that's on you. James Kennedy bought a house, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and does it look as done up as the others? No, but good on him. <laughs> and obviously, you know, he, he gets paid for DJing now, but I bet for the longest of times he didn't get paid much, so it would have cost him money to fly here and there. And cocaine's expensive. Exactly. So, like, how's a boy meant to say? Exactly. James pays his own bills, he pays bills for his family, and he's able to buy a home while supporting his mum, his dad and his brothers. So as much as we can rag on James, he's getting it. You know what I mean? He's getting it. And then you get fucking Tom Sandoval who can only have a band if he pays people. (laughs) Sad. I know, What else is sizzling? What else is sizzling? Oh, Tom and Raquel are slamming each other on each other's on on other podcasts. I mean, do I care? No. Not really. The Trace Amigas are no more. Because can oh, you I believe it? Tamara had a falling out with Shannon and Vicky. I'm I'm not surprised. Oh, are you watching the traders? No, I haven't. 
Okay, so I've watched a few episodes. Tamra's on it, right? Tamra, Phaedra, Sheree, Larsa. I oh, and Mercedes, MJ. Oh, yes, but I don't watch the show, but she's good. I loved Shars of Sunset. And yeah, she's as doing much a good as job MJ's so far, a messy of. bitch, she's fucking hilarious sometimes. Mm-hmm. Apparently she goes very far. I'm going to blow your mind right now. Yes. Do you want to know who the like most astute person is Do in that cast? Do not say right Larsa. Larsa. Get the fuck out. I don't I think she's stumbled across the truth. <laughs> like Right. <laughs> but as much as she's a fucking idiot in some moments, in other moments I'm like, wow, she's clocked it. <laughs> then again, like she has been in the public sphere for very many, many, many years. I mean, she was married to Scottie Pippen when the Chicago Bulls were at their zenith. Yeah. I can imagine she knows how to read a bitch. Oh, and Marcus is in it too, which Marcus we can who? we can stop with her boyfriend. Oh, Jordan. fuck's sake! He's the on the in the house. I know we can stop that. Stop oh, Jesus Christ! Are you serious? She can't even go on the traders without this boyfriend. He must have some um, fucking good dick. Well, what were they, were they saying? Was it Watch What Happens Live that he like and her have sex like five times a day or something? No, she was saying that about her and Scotty. Oh, was that about Scotty? That was about Scotty. Okay. Um, well, anyway, just to finish up the traders, like mm. very, very mild spoiler. Like oh, they announce care. who Tell the traders me. are like 10 minutes into the episode. What? So we know, we, we're meant oh, to know who the traders are. We're meant to know are. who they are. We do. They don't. I heard that MJ and Larsa figured out who they were or who figured out one of them was. I mean, yeah, they, they, they figured out one of them. But oh, one okay. of them is Phaedra. Well, I'm not surprised. I just I can't. I can't. She's doing a great job and she's very funny. Really? I just, yeah. I don't know why. There's something about her. Like she's on Married to Medicine because at the time of the beginning of filming of this season, she was dating a doctor who we never meet. But by the end of the season, I don't think they're dating anymore. It's just <laughs> an excuse to get her back onto Bravo, but yeah. not not cave and put her back on the show she was on. Yeah. Obviously for the reasons why they fired her. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I just, I don't know. Like... Sometimes I will laugh at the things she says and yet I'm like, but I don't enjoy you as a person. I think she must remind me of someone that turns me off. She's very enjoyable to watch on Traders. All right, I'll give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Anyway, what else we got, Isa? Did you see Joe Gorga getting kicked out of his son's wrestling match for being a douche? I mean, do we even care? No. Oh, Tom Girardi has been deemed competent to stand trial by a judge. So that's happening. Good. So he's actually Good. going to court. And I know that Erica on Watch What Happens Live said that she doesn't know what kind of bar is set for that. I was listening to the Emily D. Baker, of course I was, and she said the bar is actually quite low. You don't have to be com- like fully all-round competent. You just need to be able to be competent enough to aid in your own defence. That's it. So the bar apparently is very low for that. Let's lock him up. Because he has a dementia diagnosis, that would Um, mean that not only has he lost that particular case, so he's going to court, but because of his defence, they're going to push to go to court really quickly. Oh, yeah. So he's kind of fucked himself over a little bit. Oh, the double-edged sword. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in court within like six months, which is pretty fucking soon. 
So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's he gonna get? What if he gets sent to prison? Then he's gonna go to the hospital in in a prison. And from all accounts that I've seen, read, heard, like that's the worst thing that could happen to anyone. That prison hospital is like you'd rather be dead. Like it's fucking yeah. bad. Obviously, I can imagine, but obviously, I can only imagine. Like, oh well, I don't know. Couldn't happen to a um, bigger asshole, I guess. Like really, <laughs> like you feel bad at the idea of someone going to, to prison hospital. But yeah, that's why the, you don't commit crime. But at the same <laughs> time, then you have, you know, you think about his victims and you're like, these people who needed those funds to aid in their ability to live their life don't have those funds. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you know what, buddy? Suck a fart. I don't know what to tell you. Suck a fart. I love saying suck a fart. It's so 80s, but I love it. All right, I've been waffling on and complaining for over an hour. Shall we... Chuck in the towel. Let's (laughs) chuck in the towel. You guys can reach out to us at effing bravo on socials and ratings and reviews are always appreciated. And we thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for listening to me waffle on about God knows what. Okay, I don't know. I just talked myself into a hole then. I'm gonna go now. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what to say. I was like I was looking at your face just going like shut up, bitch. I'm cutting all that out. (laughs) We just ended it. (laughs) Okay, let's just end it. Bye. Bye.